cool on your end? How are you comfy? Yeah, I've got a bottle of water that has a dragon that I needed to buy purely for that reason. So I'm good, yeah. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. Okay, so let's kick this show off. Hey guys, welcome to Tree Bark. This is episode 21, and I'm joined with the amazing, the powerful, wonderful, and beautiful Blue Dragon. And I just, uh, I've been following him for quite some time on YouTube. I've been a, a couple of year subscriber, and I've always liked his content. Um, and I would describe him as a YouTuber, as a creator, as a makeup artist, as a drag queen, as a whole, like a whole lot of variety. Um, how, how would you describe yourself, Blue? powerful <laughs> that was my fucking favorite thing that you said there that broke me oh i'm sorry um, <laughs> no that was brilliant thank i mean you. it i really do the, mean it the powerful uh fuck thank you um i how would i describe myself well i'm i'm just an entertainer primarily i just i, I make dumb things that hopefully make people laugh and a lot of the time people take them a little too seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can sometimes happen online. I mean, uh, so you'd be, I mean, would you label yourself as a YouTuber or like just uh, for a YouTuber specifically? Um, like what are your main uh, passions and interests there? That's that's a good question, actually. Like, because I, before doing any sort of furry YouTube content, I'd been making normal YouTube in quotations. Uh, since 2007, I want to say, like I got a, a terrible digital camera for Christmas and didn't even realize I had a video recording function. When I figured that out, it blew my tiny little mind. So I just started filming things in the backyard, but the camera didn't have a speaker. So I didn't realize it had a microphone because it didn't play back the sound, but it was recording the sound. Mm -hmm. So I was filming all these things completely silently. And it was the most <laughs> awkward, terrible content you could possibly find on the internet, and it is still up there. I mean, which is if you great. if you made it like black and white, it would just be like a silent movie. Basically, right? I was like actually a bit of a pioneer, but don't worry about that. It's it's cool. It's chill. I'll I'll let everybody else take credit for that one because I don't really want the credit. What? Um, <laughs> I mean, you said uh, 2007, and I think YouTube came around like 2005, six era. So you were on I the bandwagon. I think band it was early. Yeah, early 2006. Um, I I just I was obsessed with video. I always have been. I don't know why. I thought filming was the coolest thing because it was just like, oh, that's a picture, but it moves, and you've got that memory forever. That's that's awesome. I don't know why I was so obsessed with that at such a young age, but as soon as I saw there was a place where people were posting that, I went, yeah, I would also like to post that. Please and thank. That's kind of really interesting because at the time when it's like this website was just like budding and it wasn't the mainstream of media that it is today. Um, I mean, there weren't really like popular YouTubers. There weren't people that was your go to, you know, like inspirations and mm. stuff. So did you um, how did you sort of navigate the early days of YouTube? Did you I mean, like you said, you just started uploading whatever you felt like at the time or did you did you aspire yeah. to be um, like someone else on the website? Well, I, at the time, as I said, I made these these videos in my backyard and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just making something with my friends and we uploaded those to start. And then that's when I started looking around because I actually kind of more started as a creator than a, a viewer because there wasn't really anything to view at the time. There were a few people around. Yeah. But the weird part was those terrible trash videos that I made were on the front page of YouTube 
because there was that little on there at the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got a really early start on the content. And Yeah, like, if only I'd made something good, wouldn't that have been great? <laughs> I mean, everyone has their baby steps, right? And, like, I mean, what has it been? Almost, like, uh, what, since 2006? And we're in 2020 now, so well over 10 years oh, of making content. I am broken. Yeah, well, I mean, I've stopped quite a few times, because uh, I did... I made all of those videos where I had no idea where I was what I was doing or why I was doing it for years, but like on and off, like I'd make one a month or one every two months. Cause I think I was probably about oh, 2006. I was, I was about 12. So I didn't really have much of a, a commitment to YouTube or anything. There was no like reason to come back to it either because yeah. there was no career there. And I know that that sounds a little bit shallow, like, oh, I couldn't make money off YouTube. So I didn't make videos, but <laughs> I knew at a very young age, I wanted to be a dancer. So I knew that to be a dancer, to be a professional, I had to spend all my time in dance classes, which uh -huh. is why I didn't have any time to make YouTube videos. So I was very career-minded at a young age, which is probably not a good thing, but hey, at least I, I, I have a home. Yeah. So and <laughs> it helped with that. Yeah, no, like you had a clear focus from the very beginning. So like, was choreography a big part of yourself at the time when you were uh, like a really young and then YouTube was also sort of just this dumping ground for like another creative outlet for yourself at the time? Yeah, exactly. I, I started dancing when I was six years old because I just did not stop moving and my parents asked me if I wanted to play a sport and I was like, oh, not really. I don't really like kicking balls that much. It's not really my thing. And they're like, oh, do you want to dance? And I was like, yeah, that could be it. So I, I actually started with tap dancing, moved oh, wow. into pretty much everything after that because I just loved it so much. Still love tap dancing, but there's no one fucking cares about it anymore. So there's no need to do it. But mm. um, but yeah, that's that's how I started getting into dance and everything. And through dance, I got put on a stage and I realized not only did I like dancing, I just liked performing in general. I got into acting as well. A uh, little bit of singing, but I never really got lessons, which I, I really fucking should have. Um, but no, that's but really... that I just, it's its just kind of like that whole entertaining aspect. That's all I really wanted to do after I tried doing it a few times. Uh -huh. And I just didn't care where I was doing it, whether it was on a stage or on some random person's screen on the other side of the world. Because I filmed it on my terrible $20 camera in the backyard. Like, that was awesome to me to be entertaining anyone at all. So it was, yeah, it was just like a, a side passion, a dumping ground for like another creative outlet just to try and entertain someone. So like the main impetus was like, I don't care who it is that I'm performing for. If I'm like entertaining in that like aspect, if I'm making somebody happier, like that's the primal mm -hmm. like motivation. You're entertaining somebody, some audience out there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think it's almost to a detriment sometimes with me because <laughs> I was put into dancing very young and it became the thing that I did that made people happy and made me made people proud of me. Uh -huh. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. As I'm like developing my brain and all of that, I'm realizing, ah, entertaining makes people happy. They stay around when I do that, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, that's the most important thing in my life as a formed adult. And I'm like, oh, okay, I just need to entertain people. As long as I'm entertaining, I'm happy. That's... Oh, yeah, that, that is a really nice feedback loop, too, because it's sort of like when you crack a joke around your friends, like they laugh at your jokes and you become like this comedian and then it's just like mm -hmm. back and forth. And, and yeah, I love that, too, because it it sort of plays into art. So like when some of my artist friends make something, 
um, everyone's looking at it and they're all like laughing at a joke or whatever that they drew. And then that's how I cultivated my love for art actually too. Um, how, mm. so like did your, what was surprising was actually your family kind of cultivated your, your love for performance or just dance at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, my family were incredibly supportive, um, which is insane because my dad actually grew up playing soccer in a Christian household and became an electrical engineer. So he's not really a creatively inclined person himself. Yeah, uh, he's he is creative in his own right. Like he does uh, technical drawings and he designs circuitry and and all of that. Like he's he's very creative in that right, but it's not traditional creative. And then my mom is an absolute like she was practically a flower child i guess like growing up she got put in a van uh and taken out of school and would travel around australia with her parents just kind of chilling in a van with her brother and a dog like so she was she was a bit on the other end of the spectrum and she was very creative and very nurturing of whatever people wanted to do so as soon as there was a slight hint that i wanted to do something that was even a little bit out of the norm i i can't even remember my either of my parents questioning it because mm -hmm. i just don't think my mom would have let my dad question it in all honesty but, no that's really cool actually because it's really insightful for like the home that you were raised in too because you have like these kind of like dichotomies where on one polar side you have your father who's the engineer and the technical side and then on the total opposite mm -hmm. of the spectrum you have your mother who's more happy-go-lucky bubbly adventurous type that it sounds like you described yeah yeah, she literally makes bonsai as a hobby and for a career for a while. Oh, isn't that um you're pruning uh, like small Japanese gardens and stuff? Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's sick. That's really cool. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. She trained under an actual Japanese master named Megumi. Okay. So, oh, wow. It's yeah, it's a, it's a strange flex, but there you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's okay. So um, when you started like this early like dance slash performing career, like did it just at what was like the in, the pivoting point where um, you're you're dumping more of your time and devoting more of your passion into like the YouTube sphere? That was actually it's it's quite weird that we're talking about it in comparison to my dance because the only reason I ever really got into YouTube was because I had to take a break from dancing. Because I injured my back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was uh, doing a full-time dance course at the time. It was just like university or college or wherever you're from. The the after-school full-time tra training and learning time. Uh -huh. That was the thing I was doing. But it was for performing arts specifically. And uh, during one of the dance classes, I twisted my back wrong and pinched a nerve and paralyzed Oof. my entire back for like three weeks. So I couldn't dance, obviously. Oh, I was no. like, it was actually hilarious when it happened because it didn't hurt as much as you would expect it to because it just kind of stopped working. Yeah. So I mid-jump, I just literally fell on the floor and kind of like rolled into the wall and I just kind of laid there going, oh. <laughs> meanwhile. <laughs> I can't move now. <laughs> <laughs> no, like meanwhile, fast forward like to like recently and I, I saw a couple of videos from you doing like a drag performance where you straight up like do the splits on the ground and then you do one of those collapsing <laughs> moves to end the show. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like I, so I assume your back's fully healed now. I hope you're okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, it was actually quite lucky. What happened was uh, my nerve uh, like was getting pinched and it froze my back to protect it from doing any actual damage. Oh, okay. So that's why I was paralyzed, but it just didn't realize to let go. 
So I couldn't move for three weeks. Like I could move my arms and legs and everything, but my back was just like I had a metal pole down it. It was so weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, um, that's the beauty of being young though, right? Because you're more flexible and like plastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was just apparently a little too flexible and my body went, no, you need to sit down. <laughs> so <God>. I did. <laughs> so you took a break in that time during this injury. And then so I get the idea that, yeah, YouTube and the online world became more of an outlet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'd been doing it in the past, but something I'd never really done with my YouTube videos prior to this experience was talk to the camera. I tried it once or twice when I figured out my camera actually had a microphone, uh, but I never really felt confident doing it. And then I took this huge break from YouTube, got really into my performing and everything, learned a lot more about acting than I had before. Mm-hmm. And I came back and I went, I'm just going to turn my camera on while I'm eating some pasta and I'm just going to see what happens. Oh. And I just talked shit for a solid 30 minutes while eating pasta. I dropped my pasta at some point. This video is absolutely just the dumbest thing. Cut it down to like 10 minutes, posted that, and it just went better than I expected. Like, oh. it didn't blow up or anything, but I had some really positive responses. And I was like, hmm. Sounds like okay. Sounds like you were just pioneering the mukbang craze. <laughs> right? Like, I, that literally wasn't a thing at the time. Yeah. Not only did I invent for a YouTube, I also invented mukbang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, honestly. Well, that or a lot of your fans were Italian and they just really liked the pasta you were eating at the time. They were so into that pasta. Oh, boy. I think it was a red sauce, too. So, mm, mm, <laughs> the good shit. But, but I posted that and then yeah. made, like, I think another one in that entire break. And when I went back to my course, all the people I was doing my course with had seen it and they were like that is amazing you need to make more and i was like oh and i honestly had struggled to connect with these people uh-huh. prior to this too because a lot of performers are incredibly incredibly confident like just oh hello i'm trying to no okay bye like that sort of you just can't even it's not that they're mean they're just so confident that they just kind of it's a some, little bit intimidating sometimes. It's sometimes cut and dry in the way that they're able to like throw their energy out there and then kind of just exactly. dip in, dip out, but they're on their own agenda, yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah. And I, was, uh, I wasn't used to that prior to doing this course. Now I would probably say I might be one of those people. I'm not sure. It depends on your perspective because to them I might still look like an awkward little wiener, but to someone <laughs> else I might look like a social goddess. Who knows? But... Yeah, and- uh, it sounds like the that video of like you just kind of like eating and talking is another window into like who you are as a person that other people can watch. Yeah, exactly. Like I think I wouldn't be surprised if some of them watched it with the intent to be like, "Oh my god, the weird kid of our course posted a video online. Let's laugh of it, laugh at him." But when I got there and spoke to them about it, they they brought it up and they said that was hilarious. You need to make more videos. Like that's really fucking funny. We didn't know you were that funny. I was like, oh, that's probably because you didn't listen to me, but sick. (laughs) Thanks. But yeah, when they take the time to see this other more private side of you just being yourself, it's like, oh, yeah, he's Mm. actually funny. Or like, this is a different side of him we didn't see before. And it's cool that it was encouraging instead of like more of a bully thing that you describe. Yeah, I I think I got very lucky there because uh, I was in a performing arts environment, so they understood what I was doing rather Uh than, yeah, like, even if it was slightly different to what we were all doing together, they were like, oh, no, it's still performing. It's still a a form of entertainment, and you you did it well, apparently, in their opinion. So I was like, oh, cool. 
Thanks. I always like to ask kind of early on in the show now, like, what what was the the thing that got you onto the furry realm actually like what connected those lines to 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 making you a performer and then also a furry now so what was is the question what got me into the furry fandom or what made me create content in the furry fandom hmm well okay let's um let's back it up to its to the furthest so like what got you into the furry fandom then porn Porn? <laughs> you know, that's not an uncommon answer, and I'll just be totally transparent. No, it is yeah. not. It is not uncommon in the slightest. I came for the porn, stayed for the people, like most of us do. Oh, that would be an awesome bumper sticker. Yeah, right? Came for the porn, I, I, for, oh, stayed for the merch. people. <laughs> Make merch for the podcast, do it. Hell yes. Came for the porn, stayed for the people, on like a paw, so you know it's furry related. I'll quote you too, and then if you, you know, if you want that on like an epitaph, I could, I could totally hook that up. Ah, oh, sick. Yeah, <laughs> business, business deals. <laughs> um, so, I love it. So, did it um start because like for me personally, when I got into the fandom, it was mostly online based, and to date myself, mm-hmm. I was looking at vines, and I somehow came across a lot of fursuiter vines, and then. I saw some cute fursuiters playing different musical instruments, and I'm and I'm like, wait, this isn't some like phase or something. I'm, there's more to it. And it was sort of like discovering Fight Club. Like, nobody ever talked about it, but I found more and more people into it. So what, what, yep. what was your sort of exposure there? Oh, mine was... Um, mine. I wish we had Vine when... Sorry, I need to burp. Uh. Fantastic. Sick. You can leave that in or edit it out. It's up to you. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but I wish we had Vine when I was trying to find everything. Because when I was finding the fandom for lack of a better word like i lurked for years i was like just strictly on fa just browsing them them pickies like "Mm, that's the good (laughs) shit and then i was like wait there's a lot of other people on this website on fa like there's a lot of users on this website i must like i must have met a furry in my life or there must be some that live nearby Mm -hmm. i wonder what they're like so i went on facebook and I typed furries into, like, the search thing on Facebook. And the first thing that came up was, uh, it's a city I kind of live near called Gosford, and it was called Gosford Furries. And it was just a group on Facebook, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to join, lol. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally went from lurking for, oh, six, see, I joined the fandom in too early, too early too- for... <laughs> For why I joined it, that's for sure. Uh, 2004. Oh, so actually 2004. before YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so the whole time I was doing normal YouTube, I was a degenerate as well. I just didn't talk about it at all. But, right. uh, <laughs> yeah, I joined the fandom in 2004. Yeah. Then I started doing YouTube in 2007 then i became social in the fandom in 2012 which was the same year i was doing my dance course and rebooted youtube Mm -hmm. so i went on facebook met one person spoke to them for like 10 minutes they told me there was a meet tomorrow so i went all right and i went to the meet how was your first meet (laughs) it was brilliant It was absolutely nuts. I had no idea what was going on. And for some reason, everyone was so lovely. And I was so confused. And then suddenly, there were animal costumes. And I was like, what? I didn't even know these were a thing. What? What is happening? 
Oh, so that was very deep dive into the like full expansion of the fandom. So actually, like even though you were in the online space for a few years, it sounds like not only until you met furries like IRL did you actually see suitors and stuff. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. that wasn't in your mind that that was a thing yet. That wasn't yeah, it wasn't really because uh, I was full degenerate mode. I was just <laughs> looking at erotic arts. Of on course, the you know, as one does. Yes, yes, as one does on a oh, fine Tuesday, Tuesday evening and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, but yeah, that that's all I was really looking at. And also, to be fair, there weren't as many suits around mm-hmm. in 2004. Like, there just, it wasn't, the fandom was absolutely minuscule in comparison to 2020, that's for sure. Oh, like, definitely, yeah, 100%. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, damn. So there was, there was nowhere near as many suits, so it wasn't as easy to stumble across as it is now. And I didn't really go looking very hard, to be 100% fair. In fact, the first two years I used for Affinity, I didn't even realize if you made an account, you could see more things. Oh, okay. I was not bright. Yeah, I was not right. <laughs> you just knew what you liked early on, and then you just stuck to what you knew. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, a bulge, more oh, of that, please. Yes. <laughs> I just that was satisfying for two years. Apparently, that's all I needed. Only two years. Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh yeah, and then I, I moved on. I was like, oh, what's beneath it? The mystery <laughs> needs to be revealed. But yeah, um, <laughs> that's how I joined the fandom. But as soon as I realized how great the people were yeah. after that first meet, I was just like. Sold, sweet, I'm part of this. Like, I'm actually going to be social. I'm going to be open about being in it. Like, if someone asks, I'll be like, yeah, I don't give a shit. And, and I just went for it. That's what I like, too, because, yeah, your experience sounds very similar to mine, where I was briefly lurking on, like, the online world. I connected it to real life. After that first con experience, or not con, the first uh, meetup experience, it just opened mm-hmm. another layer that I could get involved into the fandom. And then then I discovered cons, and then all the local furries that I knew, oh. some of them went to cons. Um, what was mm-hmm. your first experience with conventions? Oh, my first experience with a convention was the same year, again. <laughs> I just went straight in. and Because I, I knew about conventions. For mm-hmm. some reason, I knew about conventions, but didn't really know about fursuits. I'd... S- small mm. brain. That's very actually really smooth, interesting. Not yeah. very functional. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I maybe I'd seen fursuits and I just tuned them out, but I just very distinctly remember being so shocked when I saw one. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I I went uh, online, Googled what the next furry convention in Australia was, and at the time it was a, a convention called Furdu, which stands for Furry Down Under, which is still running and is still probably one of my favorite conventions in Australia. That's what it stood <clears> for? I, d- I just discovered that. You just taught me that. Wow. Oh, really? No one knows that anymore. It's crazy. Because at the time, it was still being marketed as Furry Down Under. Down and up. then it just got shortened to Furdu, like, two oh, years later Oh, okay. That makes way more sense. I didn't know what the yeah. do meant. <laughs> do. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, just, it's just a casual do, you know. Casual I do. I thought it was from Disney. But I went to, do, you went know? to <laughs> My bad. Okay. I just choked on my water. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate it. But um, yeah, I went to that one and it was absolutely amazing. Went with a friend who was the second furry I ever spoke to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are still friends to this day. She's like my sister. Like we're super close. We've lived together several times now. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, she's amazing. Her name's Emma. I absolutely love her to pieces. But uh, we both went to our first con together oh, and nice. we drank way too much on the night before <laughs> the con had even started. 
Oh, so you're pre-gaming actually from the very beginning. Yeah, we were pre-gaming pretty pretty hard. <laughs> pretty hard. We had a room party on the Thursday night and uh the Friday was mostly spent vomiting, so that was cute. Yeah. Oh, uh, nice. that sounds cute, you know. Yeah. No, my favorite story from that whole con though is Emma and I were the morning after Thursday trying to function and everything going, "No, nah, this is this is not a good idea. We fucked up. We fucked up." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "I'm going to go throw up in the toilet." I was like, "All right, be quick. I might need to I might need to go in there after you. She's like, okay. She starts throwing up, and as soon as I hear her throwing up, it makes me need to throw up. Oh, God, yeah. So I ran into the bathroom. She's, like, head buried in the toilet, and somehow I managed to projectile vomit over her head into the toilet without spilling a single drop. And I was so proud of myself. You know, I knew you were talented, but goddamn, that's that's impressive. There's just no end. There's just no end. What's next? I'll be able to wipe my butt and nothing will come off. Oh! Actually, yeah, it's called a Metamucil, but um, that's just a bottom Ooh. tip for those out there. Anyway, anyway. Metamucil. Metamucil. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Let me just, you can, you can hear me writing it down. You scrolling that, that uh, quick tip right there, that yep. hot tip? Yeah, scribbled. Hot tip. Thanks for that one. You're welcome. Uh- <laughs> Sometimes you just need a healthy poo. Exactly. You know? hey, thank you. I've been saying this. Thank you. <laughs> My boyfriend always hates it when um, I text him and like I tell him I'm pooping, but he texted me. But I just wanted <laughs> to give him the you know the quick FYI, you know. Yeah, he needs to know. You need to. I always send selfies when I'm pooping if someone texts oh, me. Oh, I like, got up my game. Right now. That's that's what I need to do. I've been doing it for so long and people hate me for it. It's great. My boyfriend's going to hate you. <laughs> Good. Okay. He's so welcome. Courtesies of Blue. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Enjoy all the toilet selfies. And it's so funny. Um, speaking of the con going experience, a couple of other furs that I've talked to uh, through this podcast too says like one of the worst things that you could do and some of them have done is just go to a con by yourself and you have no idea what to do. That is very, very, very fair. Yeah. I've done... Well, see, the thing is, I've done that, but I've been lucky in the fact that the only times I've done that, I've, without trying to sound pretentious, I've been well-known enough that someone's randomly come up to me and I've made a friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, I'm, I consider myself very lucky in that regard. Like, by the time I did any cons where I turned up by myself, I'd kind of, you know, had that. So I was very lucky. Yeah. Other than that, though, I would have shat myself going by myself. I always had a con buddy or two. Would Would you consider yourself more of an extrovert or an introvert, actually? Definitely an extrovert if I had to pick. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I like to recharge. Like, I reach a limit very suddenly where I just kind of, like, need to leave. No, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely... I say this time and again. My first con experience at BLFC 2019 was um, going to the, my first con... I went with my best buddies, we went to the room, we checked in, we uh, had the first day. After my first day on the floor, I went back to the hotel room and I absolutely bawled my eyes out because it was so overwhelming with all the social, like, contact. Yeah, no, I can understand that completely. But I think for, yeah, a lot of furries, would you say, like, in the fandom, like, um, being kind of like a, a wallflower or just kind of shy is more of the norm, actually? Yeah, I would say that that's generally the norm. And I, like, without trying to sound like a cliche, because I'm sure this has been said a million times, it's probably because of the anonymity that the the fandom provides from creating a character that is mm-hmm. this 
fantasized, probably enhanced version of yourself, like the the ultimate you, the thing you aspire to be. Exactly, And yeah. I think a lot of people who are attracted to being able to create that character are people that aren't quite confident in themselves, even if they have no reason to have that misplaced confidence. No, that didn't make that's sense. Pretty... Even if they have every reason to be confident, there we go, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah no, I totally but, yeah. see that. And that's a good, like, jumping point because, like, um, would you say like through the creation of a Sona or like your your best self that you're putting out there, like when people even get their suits, do you think like that's what makes it easier for everyone to sort of talk to each other and communicate even in real life, you know? Um, is that part Abs- of like why absolutely. you got a suit as well? Uh well is that part of why I got a suit? Yeah. Mm, definitely not why I got a suit. I got a suit because I am an attention whore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. Yeah. I I just like performing, as I said before. I like entertaining. And if if I can do that in the fandom better with a suit than without a suit, yeah. then fuck yeah, I'll get a suit. Obviously, I, I'll have to wait until I can afford one or until my amazing friend in Australia makes me one. Because she's fucking beautiful, honey heart studios yeah, on do Twitter. Quick plug Check right there. Out. Check yeah. them out. Yeah. Just a quick plug. Don't follow me. Follow her. Like, I don't care if you follow me. (laughs) Go follow her fucking armor, though, because she makes amazing suits, and she's a sweetheart. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I can link them below, too, in the bio, so that would be cool. That would be amazing, actually. Thank you. Yeah, no, Honey Heart Studio. I think singular. I always say studios, and then I remember it's just studio. But yeah, I'll I'll send you the the link and all that. But thank you. Yeah, she's she did an absolutely amazing job, um, and she just messaged me out of nowhere and went, I'm sick of you not having a suit. Like, have a suit. I'm going to make you a head. I'm like, oh. Okay, thanks. How <laughs> then? Just sent it over. She's a legend. How did um? So you have the suit that was totally custom for your Sona. How did you end up um evolving or creating your your own self? Actually, my Sona. Oh, that's an interesting one actually. Because originally, well, like okay, I like to say my Sona is almost community designed. How so? <laughs> because How you describe that. Because I, okay, so I originally drew a fursona that was 100% intended for porn. <laughs> I was like, I am <laughs> going to learn how to draw porn or eventually commission porn, and this is the character I will use. And it was a big buff blue dragon. Shocker. Is Now, like, you know, I mean, there, there are a plethora of questions and things that I could talk about because I know you wear so many hats and you have so many passions, but is your favorite color blue? No. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's definitely blue. I am obsessed. It is a problem. And that was actually the reason I changed my name to blue because everyone kept asking me that question because I had blue hair and wore a lot of blue. And they kept asking me, is your favorite color blue or something? And I'd be like, no, it's fucking orange. Duh. <laughs> like, so I just changed my name to blue because I am a walking meme. Wait, in real life? Like you legally changed your name? No, no, I wish. Oh, I God. actually <laughs> might. I've considered it. I've considered my real name's Damien though, and I don't hate it, so. No, that's the same thing too because um yeah my name my actual name um isn't Theo it's um Kekoa but at the same time it's like that's like oh, opposite what the fuck yeah yeah <laughs> that's cool oh, that's I love that that's brilliant what but an awesome name it's more so like well what are you like calling yourself you know because you have a given birth name but I like the opportunity in the fandom to name myself so is that what you sort of took advantage mm-hmm. of too yeah yeah I I like being called blue I thought it was simple enough and cute enough but edgy enough all in the one and i was like yeah i'm not mad at that 
not kind of describes me too yeah and no blue yeah blue is a really nice name it's like it's not like um sparkle fox 69 420 um underscore blazer you know it's a little it's a little easier (laughs) to put on your starbucks cup a little bit, yeah, a little, little bit, yeah. And it's also a lot easier to explain to people outside of the fandom if you can't be bothered explaining furries because I've got yeah. blue hair, so it's very obvious why I might be called blue. It's not so it's gonna, like, oh, easy, done. Yeah, it's not going to throw you under the bus at any time. Are you more, like, um, kind of wary about being public about, your, like, your interest in the fandom, or is it more, like, whatever to you, or... Oh, it's definitely whatever now. It started as very wary because I literally used to think that it would ruin, ironically enough, my YouTube (laughs) if I was ever open about being a furry. I thought people would roast me because the internet knows too much. And if I ever said I'm a furry on the internet, well, I would be screwed, wouldn't I? Obviously not, but that's what I thought. That Yeah, that's exactly why I liked, I found out like, oh, this is just not a phase, mom. It's more of like, I established <laughs> myself in the community and I care more about what my community thinks of me rather than just some random public, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And how did, so how did um YouTube, so YouTube for you, I don't, sorry if I keep circling around YouTube or anything else. I would like to also No, that's talk- fine. I just find YouTube as like a kind of umbrella hub that I've seen from you when you provide your content. So mm-hmm. I also noticed like you're into makeup. Um, you have a very beautiful like makeup uh, ensemble. Um, I don't know much about the oh makeup world, but that seems to be also something that's booming too right now, actually, for, for a lot of uh, males. Um, yeah. How did you find yourself into makeup as well? Um, I got into makeup because I used to wear stage makeup for like just concerts and Steadfords and whatever I had to do, like just anything I was dancing in, I'd mm. have to have like a little bit of something on so the lights of the stage didn't wash my face out. Oh, okay. And yeah, and I used to hate it. I used to absolutely hate it. My mum had to put it on me and I would like squirm and be like, mm, get off, my face feels dirty, I hate it. <laughs> and it still feels dirty when you're wearing makeup. It's not a nice feeling to be 100% honest. Is it like really caked on there, like heavy clay or something I've heard it described as? Yeah, yeah. Like if you want it to last all day, then yeah. Because you've got to make sure you've got like, basically, you've got like probably anywhere between one to three layers of something liquidy slash wet. Then you're going to dry that with a powder. Then you're going to put some colored powders on top of that powder. Then you're going to put a spray on top of all of those powders. Okay. Yeah, and it just ends up being this practical mask, which makes you look like a queen. So I'm not mad at it. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I got into makeup because I was doing it for, for performing. And I think there was one particular routine that we were doing and it was meant to be spooky or something. So mm-hmm. my mom put on extra eyeliner <laughs> on, on my eyes. And I was like, Oh, I look kind of cool. It's like ah. bold and your eyes mm. like pop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was fucking terrible. I looked like a little, little shit, but, oh, no. um, <laughs> but I thought I looked sickening and I was like, I'm yeah. gonna start doing this on the regular. I would, I, I'm gonna start wearing eyeliner out in public and to school. And I just never stopped for like years and years and years. You would not see me without eyeliner between, I think it was probably like 2000 and, oh, to mention too many years this, this whole time, I'm getting very confused. Uh, numbers are not my forte. Probably like 2008 or nine, I started wearing eyeliner and I didn't stop wearing it every mm. single day until like 2014. It was a problem. 
Was and then like, did you get saucy? Did you put a little wingtip or what is it called, like a cat tail yeah. or something? I got, I got, I got saucy. <laughs> I did. It started as like black smudged pencil, yeah, and then it, it, there was a little tip. Uh, going up for a little bit then there was a, a little tip going down for a little bit which was the worst it was the worst idea I ever had and I did that for like a year and I looked like I was constantly crying it was horrible oh, was that more like an anime kind of eye thing or style yeah anime sad boy Aww. sort of thing it was terrible it was not a good look but um, eventually I grew out of like just wearing eyeliner I stopped wearing all makeup altogether and the oh. next time I kind of like looked at makeup I was just like I want to try just like looking nice yeah with it you know like just a bit of foundation to cover my pimples because i was a teenager at the time a bit of the the eyebrow pencil or something to just shape them up that was all i did and i was like oh i don't hate this and like it it wasn't at all like weird or like people didn't like look at you kind of weird or anything or to be fair i was already bullied because i danced so it was like, they already called me gay anyway. Oh, so it okay. didn't really make a difference. It, yeah. Like it didn't change shit. <laughs> so it was just like, they just said another thing. They were just like, oh, and you're wearing makeup. I'm like, yeah. yeah and, but I was never physically bullied, which was, um, yeah. I almost say lucky, but it's because the few times I was physically bullied, I just fought back like really quickly. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the funniest part about kids is like, they assume... They assume a lot, and one of the assumptions they made was a dancer, not only would he be gay, well, they were right about that at the end of the day, <laughs> but not only would he be gay, but he would be a pussy, and he would be weak. Oh, gosh. That was, yeah. that was very incorrect. Uh, I actually did karate before dancing. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was what yeah. I, like, I tried for a little bit, and I was like, oh, okay, so I'm going to remember that. And I had a lot of confidence because you shoved me on a stage every week. So I was like, okay. And I was very fit from all the dance classes. So the few times it ever got physical, I just kind of like did a little one, two, push them down the stairs, lol. Yeah. And you, (laughs) yeah, I like how like, um, your confidence came from what you were already enjoying doing. So it's not like, I like how you put like, oh, if they're going to make fun of you for another thing that you love doing, it's just tack on the list. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. It's like if, if I'm going to get looked at, for being weird, it, I'm going to get looked at. It doesn't matter. Like, it, it's exactly. like how I have blue hair. If someone's yeah. going to stare at me for my blue hair, they're going to stare at me for my fucking heels. If I'm wearing any at the time, I don't normally wear heels out, but sometimes I fucking might. And if I am, they're going to stare at all of it. And it makes no difference whether there's one thing for them to look at or 50. They're still going to be judgmental pricks and it's exactly. still going to not really affect yep. my day. And it's more so about their own insecurities and what they want to tell you how to act and yeah it's mm-hmm. like more power to you do what you love and that's yeah that's very encouraging and that's why i like the fandom so much because it's not so much that like furries are like normal like by any means but it's because it's what we're we're weird about or it's what we love doing mm. that the fandom like keeps us together for yeah no i I love the fandom for that because we're all a bit odd definitely because we, we're part of this fandom so yeah. just being in this fandom <laughs> liking this is a little bit odd it's a bit out of the norm mm-hmm. then on top of that you're probably odd in a few other ways if you've got just like i was saying before if you've got one you've probably got 50 so go for it and we all get each other because we've had that experience we've been judged for our 50 different odd things yes so we're, we're very excusing of those other 49 that we don't have in yeah. common with the other people which is really great and when other furs are interested in something that you never knew about, that's just another thing that you could learn from. It's like, oh, I didn't know this existed, so now let me learn about it. 
but if people exactly. were you know more xenophobic or whatever or just more closed minded it's like you wouldn't have discovered mm-hmm. all these beautiful things mhm like i absolutely love that there's generally a lot of these tweets going around lately that are like support like x kind of artist in the mm-hmm. fandom like I know that our, our fandom is built around art, like, yeah. because it's about fursonas and everything. The weird part about this fandom is we're fans of each other. We're fans of each other's characters. So it's a very strange fandom, because every other fandom, there's a thing to be a fan of. We're fans of an idea and each other's characters. It's, it's an odd one. Yeah. But because of that, there's so much more to it, because we go, oh, I'm a fan of you. What are you doing? What can I learn from you? Exactly. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more because, yeah, it, it goes back to the layer thing where it's like, oh, if we were just fans of like an anime or something, not to like, I'm mm. also a weeb. So that's another thing in my bed. Oh, same. same. You know, yeah. <laughs> so so <laughs> I feel you. Don't worry. But it's not as two dimensional in that way. So it's like if we want to talk about something else, it's still within like the umbrella of furry in and out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because it's it's. A person's character can have all these different traits and things. And it's like, I've seen the coolest characters like have these little details about them. Like they love fishing for carp or something like that. Just like something really random. And it's yeah. like, why am I, why do I care about this? I, do, I, I do, but I don't know why. Is, and then you end up just learning so much about people and learning and connecting with people on a lot deeper basis as well, because you're really a fan of, what they're putting out there, you really want to learn about it and want to listen to it rather than just like, oh, this is some person spouting some stuff. Does, um, no, yeah, I totally see that. And, like, do you consider, like, so, like, the furry culture itself is a lifestyle for you personally? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I've never actually been asked if I consider it a lifestyle, but I would kind of say I, I guess it, it, it does encompass my entire life at the moment. My boyfriend mm-hmm. is a furry. Mm-hmm. My two roommates are furries. Every single friend I have in Scotland are all furries. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, yeah. But that's more so just because it was just... It's so easy to make friends in this fandom. So why wouldn't I have friends in this fandom? Like, they're all really cool people. <laughs> yeah, like literally, um, it, it's so weird because it was kind of jarring for me, like stepping out of high school into the adult world now after like 18 and then um, just kind of picking up this fandom and then realizing, oh, wow, now I have friends literally all around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, They're everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking to you like literally halfway around the world, and that's why we had to deal with this time difference. It's insane, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my god, yeah. That's pretty dope. Um, do you, and it, it's such a hard question to ask too, just where it's like, um, coming from the days of like the old a- antiquated like rat porn that was auctioned off to like thick bean <laughs> dad bod suits that we have today. That's all the the trend and hype Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's come a long way um what if you could like guess like what do you think is like the future for the fandom and to sort of date this um and preface it it's kind of topical because now we're we're reaching a point where we only really have the online world again it's um due to like you Mm. know pandemic and stuff it's been really hard yeah, oh uh, god, that's that's another good question. You're yeah. just fucking full of them today. God damn it, it's like you're running a podcast or I, something. Frick, I should start one, yeah. you know, we have really good conversations. You should, that would be genius. That would be so good. You could get a soundboard that you don't use the whole time. 
Yeah, you know. I'll write this down. I'll, I'll hit you up later. Maybe we'll do an episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I would love to. I've always wanted to do a podcast. That'd be sick. Thank uh, you. But yeah, the future of the furry fandom, um, I think it, it's going to keep growing mm. constantly. Like, it, it's just going to keep expanding because it's got so many different types of appeals. Like, you've got people who like it because animals can be edgy so there's like all the werewolf <laughs> yeah. people all the people who are like oh yeah bite me can't yeah and then you've got the people who are like ooh woo cutesy wootsy and then you've got the kinky people and then you've got the animators who are just like happen to like working with that you've got the artists who just happen to think they're a beautiful study like mm-hmm. there's so many reasons to be drawn to furry like it's absolutely insane and it's just constantly the more Someone creates something that's a little bit different to the last thing that appeals yeah. to someone slightly different than before, and that draws in another group of people. It's just going to keep happening, and we're just going to keep expanding. What I hope doesn't happen, though, is changing what is allowed in the fandom and what is considered right or like the rules of the fandom. You know what Ooh, I mean? Like, like you know how a lot it, of people, yeah. uh, you know how a lot of people have like. Opinions like, oh, you can't fucking um, be a furry if you're not if you don't have fursuit. That Ooh, really old one no, that oh, now yeah. everybody knows is not a thing. Yeah, I'm worried for what the future is going to be because lately we've been seeing a lot of strange trends of like this is no longer allowed, like point blank. And don't get me, I'm, just to clarify, I'm not talking about sexual abusers and things like that. They uh-huh. are not allowed. Get the get the fuck out. Yes, you're yeah. not welcome. Yes, fuck off. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, I just kind of, I've seen like, um, I'm just going to have to bring this one up because it's the most recent, even though it is mildly controversial. The whole uh, zoo versus bestiality oh, yeah, that is debate good. of like, if is it if it's on four legs, it's wrong and all of this crap. Like, if it's... I, I'm sorry, but fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if it's also a fantasy and made up in a cartoon character. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I I don't actually, like, I, I've said I'm into it for the porn, so you know I'm not lying when I say I'm not into feral stuff, personally. It's not for me. Yeah. I like big, beefy animal men, like, standing on two legs. That's my jam. Bye, but yeah. do I give a shit if fucking Joe Three Doors Down wants to fap to, like, a drawing of Bolt? No. I don't, because he's not harming a child, he's not harming a dog, he's not harming anyone, mm-hmm. he is just living his fantasies. Yeah, Let exactly. him live his fantasies on the four legs, and also most of the time they're sentient creatures, so it's not even that bad. That's a, they're yeah. sentient, that's the whole issue. <laughs> yeah, is there consent, you know? <laughs> yes, there is, that's the thing most of the time And when you tell me there isn't Then maybe I'll be like, yeah, that's kind of wrong But still, it's a fantasy, so at least you're not hurting anyone yeah. Just don't take it into the real world, mate Yeah, I think But, like, ugh that's kind it's, of, it's just a bit ridiculous Yeah, that's kind of where, like, the you raise the brow When, like, people start, like, um, policing other people on what to think And before they even mm-hmm. make actions It's like, how far, you know, down the rabbit hole do you have to go Before you start beating people with a banhammer? Mm-hmm, exactly, because I'm sure pretty much all of us have been told we're freaks for being furries. I've been told I'm a, an absolute disgusting pervert because I like furry porn. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that, I get it, I'm weird. 
It's different. So why yeah. the fuck would I make someone who else who's a different kind of weird feel bad? Ex- yeah. As long as they are not hurting anyone. 100%. It's... Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> this is why art exists. So we can live out the fantasies that cannot be lived out. Yeah, no. Ah, yeah. like giant <laughs> dragon men. Ah! Giant... Ah! Yeah, giant, yes. uh, all-consuming uh, macro furs, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. that's yes. very realistic. Um, I'm definitely going to see Falco... Um, well, there's a reason I'm in this fandom and not off <laughs> having actual sex. <laughs> you t- are you telling me, as a dragon, you're not you know, turned on by cars? No. No? No. Uh, I used to be, and then uh, one broke my heart, and I just, I can't do it anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is a very sensitive topic. <laughs> well, since um, we were branching off um, from, like, the future talk of, like, you were mentioning that you're just going to see it grow more and more, um, sort of mm-hmm. a hot take that I've heard before growing ar- going around where it's like, oh, furry's going to be mainstream. Um, what is your opinion on that? Like, wh- what does that matter? Fuck, I hope it's not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, there's there's advantages and disadvantages to furry being mainstream, and it also depends on your definition of mainstream, because it already is, technically, you've got furries in Disney. Disney is a mainstream thing. Mm-hmm. Furries are mainstream. But that's not the furry fandom, so I get what they're saying by, like, furries will go mainstream, because it's not, it's like, Zootopia isn't the fandom, it's just furries, it's a furry character. Yeah. But the fandom going mainstream... That would be only good in the sense that it may bring more work to the artists already in the fandom. That would be amazing. Exactly. Bringing more money into the fandom to support the artists that are already here. Fuck yeah, I'm here for that every single day. But that could also bring in artists that are only here for the money that are not actually part of the fandom, which it very likely will. And very likely they'll be the ones seeing the money. Mm Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, it's also going to mean we're going to have to change a lot about who we are and what we like and how we do what we like to appeal to mainstream, which is completely unnecessary in my opinion. We're doing fine as it is. We don't need to be liked by everyone. Yeah, there's no one leader. There's no board that's handling like the fandom. It's just literally kind of like this amorphous liquid thing that just goes in and out of like maybe the mainstream of like the public, but... To us, it's Thank just, you. Yeah, it's just, I totally get what you're saying, yeah. Um, and to to sort of, like, um, kind of change topics or just, like, uh, reel back a little bit, I wanted to go back to you about how um, under your... What I really like and appreciate when I see a creative person and see somebody who drives to pursue their passion is, like, your lifestyle as 100% creative. Like, that is your full-time job, would you say? Yes, yes it is, currently. So, what is it like to sort of generally describe, like, um, the having to put out something creative, having to make a video, and and be still passionate about that? Could you speak a little to that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, as soon as you turn a passion into a job, uh, and I've done this a few times. I've been lucky enough to turn a passion into a job a few times. I've done it with dance, I've done it with acting, and I've done it with YouTube, and I've done it with editing. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you turn a a passion into a job, it loses a little bit of its spark. It always does. There is no denying that. But as long as you, you remember that, you know, you are lucky, 
it's a bit easier to keep going, but the problem with uh, something like YouTube versus something like uh, all the dance things I've done because I've been working on contracts and working in groups and for companies and this gig here and that gig there and I get paid mm-hmm. a flat rate, blah, blah, blah. YouTube or maybe uh, just an artist, someone who's self-employed, you you don't just get to go, yay, I'm doing my passion. You also get to go, oh shit, I have to or I cannot eat. Yeah, it's like your income. that's the worst part. That's where it comes in, and you're like, oh god, on the days where I'm really not feeling like being creative, I have to be creative. On the days where I feel like absolute shit, it doesn't matter. I've got to pump something out that's got to be amazing, even if I don't know what what on earth people want to see, and I just have to do that. And I'm not, to be honest, right now I'm not really talking about myself very much because I don't know if you noticed, my channels are fucking dead. Uh, I'm trying to fix that currently. Uh-huh. Get ready for a very exciting video of me staring off into space again. The second one. It's awesome. Then after that, I'm going to start making real videos again. Um, no, and that's what sometimes it takes. I really want to highlight what you said about like when you have that crunch time to like think of something to put out there and you don't know what the people like. You just want to make something. How? What is that pressure like? It, it sucks. It, it sucks, sucks a lot. <laughs> and it's very easy to crumble. Yeah. And yeah, you, I've, I've crumbled quite a few times. Do you find that it sometimes like is empowering though when you when you get off that idea and then you you put it out and you see how well it does or doesn't do so well? Like, what is the gears that still like? Is it just willpower that still puts you to do those things? <laughs> um, at the moment, mostly willpower. No, not mostly. No, I, I take that back a hundred percent. It is ten percent willpower. the subscribers that are still there's willpower because I kid you not, this sounds so fucking wanky, but every time I see a comment that is like, I, I miss you posting often or something like that. It like kind of breaks my heart. Like it actually does. And I'm like, you're the reason I am trying. You're the reason that I am trying to stop crying about YouTube and start actually making things for YouTube again. So like, it's, that's honestly what keeps me going is like the few people that have stuck around and have supported me so amazingly. That's my thing. I'm very lucky not so much to have a large subscriber base. And I'm not saying I have a small one. I have a, I have a medium one. It's it's very respectable. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I I would also call it respectable, but it's not the biggest. It's not huge. Mm -hmm. But what I do have is a handful of really, really fucking awesome subscribers. Like, there are some really cool people in there that are absolutely amazing. Yourself being one of them, like, oh, I get to you. talk to you on a podcast that's fucking brilliant. Oh, thank like, you. If, you're more than welcome. This has been amazing so far. But if I, I didn't oh, it, make it those videos and... <laughs> what was that, sorry? Oh, no, 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 no. I was just saying, it could dip at any moment, but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> don't worry i'm prepared but, i'm prepared I'm no 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 but i'm very serious i i love to hear when a creator is pouring their heart out about what actually matters to them because to me as like a very early creator who's only been doing this a couple of years now um mm. sometimes i get jaded about what i see that's trending or what's popular on youtube and it's not what i like personally and i feel discouraged a lot of the time yeah, I understand that a lot. I get that too, because it's like, it changes all the time. And 
you can also kind of get caught in these like little bubbles of what's trending and what you see as trending might not be what's trending in someone else's bubble and stuff uh-huh. like that. And it, it gets yes. really confusing yes. and conflicting. And, and then you're going, but I'm trying to make this that I thought was trending and I like this, but now this other thing's trending that's fucking shit. But <laughs> why is it? <laughs> it's really self-affirming to hear that though from a person who has been doing YouTube for so long and has been performing. Um, it just tells me that that's a very real, like, it's not a fantasy all the time. And I like hearing yeah. that. Um, do it's, you... it's definitely not. And is there also a business side, like, in the back of your brain? Because it's not all just focusing on the creativity. It's, yeah, focusing on your income, focusing on some numbers mm-hmm. and statistics, like, also being your own CEO and stuff. Yeah, there's there's definitely a side to that, which I I wouldn't say I'm the best at. I... I try my hardest with it. Uh, mm. I'm quite good at, like, see, my thing is I know how to play the game, but I don't enjoy playing the game. That's my problem. I don't like being dishonest in any way. And sometimes to be a creator on YouTube specifically, you yes. have to bend the truth a little bit. And I really hate doing that. Yeah, It's not fun. Like, I'm very good at it because I'm bordering on a sociopath. But... <laughs> I don't like it because I'm bordering on a sociopath. But I think that's what keeps you genuine, though, right? That's what keeps you kind of grounded so that you're not just making a sort of, um, a, what do you call that? When you're, like, showing a face or something? Yeah, exactly. Like, just wearing a mask or putting on this character that's Yeah, and as completely... funny as we are as a persona, like, it's a persona, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's very much just you. You're not really any different. No, I I've always made that a thing with... Uh, any YouTube I've made, like both in and out of the fandom, I've I've made sure that whatever I'm putting online is 100% myself because I don't, unless I'm doing a character like in a video or something yeah. like that, it's obviously a skit. I don't want attention for anything that isn't true. I don't want people to be connected with something that isn't me because then when they meet me, they're going to be like, oh, and I'm going to be like, person, well, sorry, yeah. I let you down. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I literally only have friends in Scotland because of YouTube. Like, I didn't... I wouldn't have had any, probably. Maybe one or two, but, like, mm-hmm. probably not these ones. And they're all fucking awesome. And a lot of them started out watching my videos and then came up to me and went, Hi. And I went, You seem cool. Want to be friends? Yeah. Like, but if I was dishonest in my videos, that wouldn't have worked. Because they would have come up, gone, Hi. I would have been like, Oh, I hate everything. Oh, uh, I'm a big cunt. And then they would have left. <laughs> Like, so it just wouldn't work, or, so what's the what's, point? Yeah, or what's worse is maybe you'd also attract people you don't find personally, like, all that encouraging or true to themselves mm-hmm. either. Mm, that's actually, that was a little bit of a problem at the start of me making furry videos, because I had this, like, very edgy, it wasn't, it was, like, more an exaggeration than a character, because I was genuinely feeling that way, but I was yeah. just amping up how angry I looked and how angry I sounded mm. about it. It's... And I got a few very angry people oh. watching my videos <laughs> to begin with, but then everyone kind of realized it wasn't that serious after a while, and and my, my subscriber base balanced out. But that's the thing, though, too, where it's like, I think at a very nitty-gritty level, if you have to, like, come to terms with it, like, that's what an entertainer is, right? That's why you're interesting, and that's why you're out loud and outspoken, is because you're you're more kind of bombastic in an exaggerated way. Mm. Yeah, like, I'm obviously not going to be, 
100% the same in a YouTube video as if I were hanging out with a friend because yeah. if I jumped around constantly and <laughs> did weird voices 24/7 everyone would be exhausted including me. Yeah. So that's what it a would be great. For. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like in a a 10 minute concentrated video of me, yeah, I'll give give it a little bit extra so you can get to know me quicker or get to know what I'm about quicker. Or be a little more entertained, because yeah. I, I don't want to be fucking boring on a video. Like, what's the point? <laughs> I mean, you could be staring at a camera for five minutes, you know. <laughs> I could, yeah, I could do something like that. <laughs> you know, that would idea. be that'd be a really weird choice for someone to do, though. I don't know. I don't know about that one. You gotta get them hits, yeah. <laughs> you gotta get them hits. Although I needed to post those videos, because yeah. I, yeah. I started getting in my head about the quality of my content. And yes. whether things were good enough to post. Because yes. as a creative, you always want to make something better than your last thing. You oh. always want to do better. So it's sort of just that feeling of always trying to top yourself, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never felt much competition with other YouTubers. Not, like, in terms of, like, ooh, am I a better YouTuber than them? Or are they a better YouTuber than me? I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, it's down to personality and what you vibe with and stuff like that. So there is no, this person's a better YouTuber. You could say things like, this person has a bit better editing. Yeah, like, cool, that's fine. But again, that's down to taste. Maybe you don't like heavy editing in your videos. Yeah. Maybe you prefer a raw experience. So saying someone's a bad YouTuber, I really don't think is a thing. Because... It does, it, you'll still vibe. Someone will still vibe with you, even if it's for the reasons you don't intend. Like, someone's still going to vibe with pretty much anyone who makes content on that website. No, yeah, that's totally true. Because no matter what you do, you'll... Yeah, I totally see that other people will just like it. It, it doesn't matter. And um, how does mm. that... Do you find yourself collaborating with a lot of YouTubers? Because I have seen quite a bit of collaborations. How, how would you describe that experience? Oh, <laughs> I just heard oh a lot of vowels. <laughs> I just died inside a little bit. Oh, um, it's okay. I am too. It's okay. That's fine. They're collaborating. Uh, well, okay. So that's that's a fun topic because I've tried to collaborate with a lot more YouTubers than it looks like. Oh, okay. I mean, cause... which I'm sure a lot of people could probably say. Yeah. Uh, but um, my thing is I, I genuinely only reach out to people or make things with people that I would enjoy like spending time with. I'm not going to make a video with you if I don't want to hang out with you. Like just it's that simple because there won't be any chemistry in the video. Yeah. It's going to be a terrible experience. Unless you've got something amazing to offer me like, you know, you own a theme park and we're going to do a video at your theme park. Oh, like then so it's going to be entertaining. Like. There'll, cool. be, there'll be something but, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you've got some amazing content, but I'm not going to do it just because you've got a million subscribers. If I think it's going to be crap content, like why would people, why would your million subscribers jump over to my channel if I was boring on your channel for 20 minutes? Exactly, like, yeah. <laughs> what's the point? So the people I reach out to are usually friends, and a lot of the time they forget about the videos we've filmed together out of meant to be posted once they reach a certain number of subscribers. <laughs> How, yeah, how could you, I mean, we don't have to get too into it or anything like that, but, like, how would you also describe <laughs> that experience of, like, I mean, sort of, like, what I've, the gist that I got to before, the way you articulated it before, was more like, like, you're fostering the community and you want to do your best to help others, but when it comes down to just, you know, having a little bit of help in return, 
what what is the yeah like how do you how do you cope with that how do you try to still be yourself at a hundred percent in those moments uh that mm, good question yeah i guess you sorry, film a video to... <laughs> crying about it for 20 minutes uh and then everybody listens it's great like no, but, i i honestly yeah. I, I don't know i've had a lot of people fuck me over in that regard and like that sounds like that sounds like a, a lot, a, a big word to use where like, oh, they yeah. fucked me over. But like, <laughs> they kind of did. Like, it's it's a bit of a business deal. And it's like, hey, I'll do this. If you do this, you'll help me. I'll help you. Okay. And then they just don't. And it hurts as a business partner or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then as a friend, like as a creative who respected this other creative, you're like, oh, I was worth nothing but some numbers to you. Or what you thought we made wasn't good. Like... Yeah, what, and it, what it, did I do? Like, it's just like what you described earlier, where it's like, oh yeah, it's not just because you have a million followers or whatever. It's like, no, because I want to make something genuinely fun. Mm. And I don't know what I was about to say because I got very distracted by numbers on my screen that just came up. Why are they there? Uh, 69, 69, 420, you know? I wish. I wish. Oh, uh, no, they're gone now. It was just GarageBand. Was, the numbers <laughs> changed color and I thought it was it stopped recording, but... But yeah, I don't know what just happened. Um, Sorry, so, <laughs> very no, derailed so, there. So would you say like you're in a kind of break period right now for you creatively? And like, how are you You're going to like get back to with like more content in in like what way? I remembered what I was going to say. <laughs> and it is relevant to this question, too, which is fantastic. Because um, I was saying before that uh, the video is just... Uh, you'd have to be better than yourself each time with everything you create, like any creative wants to do. They want to improve and learn. Yeah. And I kept trying to make my last, my next video better than my last one. And it got to a point where I was like, all my videos are shit now because I can't make them any better than the last yeah. one. You know Which in my brain was just telling me it was terrible. <laughs> no, but that's sort of the funny thing. Sort of the, the moments I like best in your videos is when like you sort of break character. And then you're just, like, laughing about, like, oh, this is so stupid, but you're still doing it. And that's what, like, keeps me even more engaged. Good. I'm glad to hear that because I don't know what else to do in those moments. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. No, it's so it, genuine. That's the part where it's like, oh, yeah, he's just, he's putting on a character and it's freaking cracking him up. And that's funny. Yeah, there's definitely, like, there's a character. The character is me, but feeling really, really good. Yeah. And I can see that. And then do, <laughs> Thank do, you, you. do you find like yourself like kind of like leaping into the future now to get more of an idea of like Blue the Dragon and what's the future for your channel? Like, do you pursue more of the furry uh, type of content or are you going to be making more of like your other personal side channel stuff like the drag, the content, the dancing, the, the mm. makeup? I think, uh, well, the future for, for my channel in particular is probably play the game for a little bit. For once in my fucking life, mm. I'm going to actually play the game, but I'm going to be very honest about the fact I'm playing the game. And mm -hmm. I'm going to start videos with shit like, I'm wearing a fursuit head for this entire video, so it's more clickable. All right, what are we going to talk about? You know, just crap like that. But yeah. honestly, giving the people what they want, even if it's not exactly what I want to make. Yeah. I'll do that for a little bit. Then, if that works, fantastic. I'll start doing things I want to do again and see if everyone disappears. It's if a, that doesn't work, fantastic. I'll still start doing things I want to do again, but no one will disappear. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally see that too. And you're one of the, it's funny because you're one of the few YouTubers that I'm aware of in the furry YouTubers circle that doesn't wear a fursuit head all the time or doesn't full suit all the time. It's, it's actually more of just mm-hmm. you. And that's sort of what's kept me subscribed. That's what's kept me engaged more. Oh, thank you. It's really nice to hear that because I didn't have a fursuit just because I was broke. Like, it wasn't, like, a choice. I just didn't have one. Yeah. Uh, But I was lucky in the sense that when I started my channel, which, by the way, um, in reference to my video, I was the... I invented for a YouTube, blah, blah, blah. I didn't. Uh, I was proved wrong. That's fine. (laughs) I'm going to make a video acknowledging that. Uh, I I would say I refined and popularized it, though. I didn't invent Mm -hmm. it. There were people who did the same thing I did, but they never got any sort of attention which is why i didn't find them so mm-hmm. but yeah it was, so it was i need really to correct helpful. that yeah it was really helpful to like signal boost them though too yeah exactly like that's that's the thing that i hope i did do even though i i thought i'd done this amazing thing and completely invented a genre uh of youtube <laughs> and a career for a bunch of people turns out i didn't but i really fucking helped create it i really helped yeah, in the early 100%. stages yeah so yeah i'm still proud of myself for that but um when I uh, posted another video of myself staring at the camera, after that, the next one I'm going to post is me acknowledging all of the people who did come before me, whether they're still making content or not, and if they are, encouraging people to go check them out. Because Ooh. just like I expected people to be helping me for paving the way, mm-hmm. I should be helping the people who paved the way for me. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to see that then. That'd be really cool to get a background Thank kind of idea of it. Nice. I forgot why I got onto that topic. I went on a full tangent. I was answering something else, but... Now you know um, that instead. What were we answering? Uh, well, I guess um, I was just more of interested, like um, hearing like your idea and your predictions for like the future of maybe like for you yourself in the fur- furry fandom, or like just kind of like what direction we're headed. Cause freaking, we have a pandemic on our hands, um, and <laughs> <laughs> it's the future always gets weirder with more and more drama or more and more oh, like right? volcanoes erupting or whatever on the other side of the planet. I don't know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen. So for at Everything. least, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh god. Um, <laughs> at least if I could focus on my little corner in the fandom, I want to make my little community better too, in the same way that <laughs> you try to. Um, so I do take a lot of inspiration. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, thank you for that. Um, wow. Oh shit. We've been, oh, <laughs> we've been going for like an hour or 10 already. Um, I, oh fuck yeah. Yeah. That went by fast. Um, but I guess we'll take we're the last couple it. of minutes. Do you want to mention anything else that you'll be working on or want to plug or shout out? I wish I was that interesting. Um, oh, I live stream. <laughs> I forgot about that this entire time. Oh, we can um, talk about that for a bit if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Um, yeah, I started streaming on Twitch a few months ago, and it's been the coolest fucking thing, actually. Has it uh, been it's been a lot of fun. Uh, a bit of gaming, a bit of just talking bullshit, and also I've been doing some editing streams because... Uh, another thing I didn't really mention is, uh, the majority of my income at the moment is, uh, partially Patreon and partially editing for other people. Mm-hmm. So I edit for, um, uh, Adam from Your Movie Sucks. And, oh, nice. And yeah. he, he's amazing. He's such a nice guy. Literally, I just know him because of the fandom. So yeah, I've watched his Adam Flurries. Plays videos. They're really funny. <laughs> Have you by any chance seen the 007 one that he just posted? Oh, no, I haven't kept up with him recently. I'll go check it out, though. Yeah. Ah, 
Did you I edit that one? That. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I nice. just literally, you know how I said I was finishing a video that was episode two of that series. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, you had a hand in that. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I edit gaming videos for him, and I uh, also edit uh, his quickie movie reviews. He does the really long, one, long ones himself still, but all of the, like, the frequent reviews that he mm-hmm. posts for movies on his YMS channel, I edit all the videos for those, uh, which is really good fun, and he's such a nice guy to work with. He's Yeah, really, really talented dude, too. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. He's, he's so business-minded. It's insane how, like, like, he just gets shit done. It's, oh, I respect him a lot. Uh, and I edit uh, Beta's con videos at the moment, which have been really good fun because I don't get to go to cons because we're all hiding inside. So yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Is that um, wait, yeah. Beta Ada Delota? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, dope. Okay. Yeah, he's absolutely lovely too. I've been editing his con videos for a little bit because he just randomly hit me up out of nowhere and went, "Can you edit these?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, sure." Um, nice. That's fun. And... I love to hear that. And yeah, just like I take on random work all the time. Uh, I've done a few videos for Foofy. I think I'm going to do one for Ragehound and I'm doing one for Majira this week. Oh, that's a I lot. Think. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, that's why it's where most of my money comes from because YouTube doesn't pay me shit. Mm-hmm. And as until recently, my Patreon was not paying me shit either. So, mm-hmm. but that's part of the game, right? Yeah, that's part of the game, exactly. So, got to substitute with with something, and I am just lucky that I was able to substitute with something where I was still able to be creative and work from home on my own time, so I can fit YouTube in, which I've not been doing very well because I needed even more money than I thought I did. But mm-hmm. as I said, very recently Patreon started doing a lot better, which is meaning I can actually put a lot more time back into YouTube. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that sounds like a solid plan. I'm very excited. But yeah, I've been doing... Um, I forgot I was talking about... I'm, Twitch This is what happens when I get baked. I just tangent <laughs> off into space. No, that makes Every for a, time. That's for a great it's podcast episode, to be totally honest. <laughs> quality. As long as people don't mind me not finishing my points, because when I listen to a podcast, sometimes I get really annoyed, because I'll be like listening, and they'll be going on this really good point, and then they won't finish it. And I'll be like, oh. I was so into that. Where did you go? <laughs> that thread disappeared. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's been deleted by the moderator. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, streaming on Twitch has been absolutely amazing because it gives me some of that like live feedback that I got from any sort of stage performance. Ooh. And that ties in with yeah. the future of the fandom, I reckon, is going to be a lot more of stuff like that. Like if this lockdown keeps going, we're going to need to see a lot more content creators doing stuff like that. Like if you're a musician in the fandom, I'm hoping that you're doing streams. Yeah. If you're a DJ in the fandom, I hope you're doing DJ streams. I hope you're taking advantage of the lockdown. That's what we all should be doing. Make, yeah. Like make everyone's at home now. Stage. And yeah. Yeah. You have never had a better time to make the internet your stage. Like everyone is sitting in front of a screen way more than they ever have. Yep. And you've got a camera go for it. Like that is, that is what I hope everyone who is being a creative in this fandom is doing outside of this fandom as well. Any sort of creatives that are trying to work at the moment. Uh, but I think this fandom specifically, we're going to see a lot more moving into the virtual world because literally as long as I've been in the fandom, I have said and had furries say to me, God damn, I can't wait until VR's like really good and Ooh. you can just like be your sonar and just like squeeze on some fucking fox titties. Oh, Oof. like 
I, it has been said on repeat, and guess what? <laughs> VR is getting really good. It is. It's advancing like every single day. I've been noticing uh, more furries in the, on the technical side of things. They make freaking mm-hmm. incredible models, incredible rigs, insane. Yeah, insane. Yeah, it's it's fucking insane. Watching them, like I've been watching some like speed riggings of like models and stuff like that just because for a brief moment in life i thought i'd want to do 3d modeling i still might try it again because i really enjoyed what i did try but uh excuse me uh it's just another fucking program to learn honestly like blender blender is a good free to uh, use program i've heard of yeah i've been thinking of playing with blender because i did um uh that other one pixelogic makes that was free that i can't remember not zbrush the other one the free version sculptress i played around with that that. for a while and that was actually really good fun uh because i always just enjoyed clay as a kid so i was like oh it's just clay but on a computer yeah it's way more (laughs) intuitive yeah yeah i want to make suits as well that's the thing i legitimately want to do just randomly throwing that out there Ooh. That would be cool, yeah. Start yeah. off. My boyfriend yeah. is actually working on his Sergal head. He had a. You can order um different Ooh. parts, um for like yeah. th- from different people. Like makers will often uh just to like let everybody know out there. Um sometimes you can source parts from different makers when they three D print um like noses or teeth or paw nails or something like that, and you could just assemble them together and then just learn how to fur it. So that's what my boyfriend's working on right now. Mm-hmm. Big brain, I like that. That's, that's a good idea. idea. Yeah. I hope it turns out well because that's fucking cool. It's just like a little, little more personal than just getting it made and a hell of a lot cheaper. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, for hundred percent. Yeah, because um, mm. I mean, most of the labor comes from just the artist's time, actually. Yeah. Exactly, which is a hundred percent fair. Like I, I honestly oh, yeah, am not yeah, surprised yeah. they don't charge more. They <laughs> definitely, yeah, they earn every penny. Give your artists bougie tips, all of the goodness. T- yeah. Tip your artists. <laughs> fucking do it. Yes. Please. I mean, I'm <laughs> jaded because I, you know, we're artists, so, yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, tip us um, with wait. chicken nuggets. Oh, nugs. Okay. Yeah. Nugs. Oh, no. Oh, chicken. I could do an entire episode about chicken nuggets. I swear to God. Do you have the munchies? I, sw- <laughs> I actually don't get the munchies. I've been smoking oh. weed for that long that I don't get the munchies anymore. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's weird. It still makes food taste better, but like, oh nice. I've been smoking almost every day since 2015. Oh. Um, I've taken breaks, obviously, not literally every day, <laughs> yeah, but like, sounds like a lot. <laughs> yeah, like when I basically I got depressed, uh, mm. like uh, I got hereditary depression from my dad. Thanks, dad. Uh, and hereditary anxiety from my mom. Thanks, mom. Love it. So that'll hit me at once. I don't know why. I don't know what started it. But shortly after that hit me, I discovered weed. I discovered it was amazing for my depression and anxiety. And ever since, I've been using that. Yeah, for, is that like for in being the, a functional human. I'm glad that like CBD has been more of like an like an oil now that's like been more popular because it just helps people. Like, why were oh, we doing this same. long ago? Right. Yeah. Literally, I recommended it to my neighbor the other day. Like, I had this neighbor who lives down the end of the road. She's like, I want to say late 30s, but like looking at her, you'd say she's like fucking early 20s because mm-hmm. she's just the coolest bitch. But she acts like she's in her late 30s. Um, <laughs> but she was she was whinging about something, saying something hurt, and I was like, get on that CBD, old girl. Like, go down and and try it out. Like, you can get gummies yeah. and stuff. And she was like, all right. 
why not? Like, just went for it, took the recommendation of the random stoner that lives down the road. Next time I bumped into her, she was like, okay, this shit's amazing. Like, thank you for putting oh, me on nice. it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and it's also great for anxiety, too. Like, oof. Quality of life. Yeah, so many people could benefit from it, and it's not hurting anybody. Like, oh, I'm exactly. so glad it's, like, more of the norm these days, and hopefully people mm-hmm. can, like... Like, I don't know, like, at the very basic level, if people are worried about money or something to just talk about it briefly, it's like, tax it, do whatever, help the economy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. I went to Denver yeah. in 2015, right? So that was when being a legal state wasn't that common. Mm-hmm. And it was gorgeous there. What the hell, Denver? Like, you could see... <laughs> All of the money was going straight back into the city because yes. it was spotlessly clean, which none of the other cities in the US were, like, even close to. Like, And everyone was just chill as fuck because they were probably all baked all the time. Yeah, they're <laughs> not anxious. Just, Nobody's mm. stressed. People are getting stuff done. The, the economy's booming. The world looks great. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love Denver. If, if I had to move anywhere in the States, it would be Denver. Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Colorado in general is just gorgeous. It's like oh, yeah. you're standing in town and it's this gorgeous sunny day and you're like getting really nice sushi for some reason, even though it's a landlocked state. And, and you're just like, oh sick, here's my sushi. And then you look up and there's some snow capped mountains. Like, oh, nice. Yeah, I feel good already. And I just have to look at the yeah. landscape. Yeah. Oh, stunning. Yeah, I'd, I'd move there in a heartbeat. And I also wouldn't be mad at living in San Francisco just because it's fun. What um, what was the choice to go to uh, Scotland, actually? Scotland was a very random choice. Because <laughs> I, I moved to the UK for two reasons. I had already had a job here working on a cruise ship. Mm. And I met a choreographer who was just actually a guest on the cruise ship, but he's, like, a very notable choreographer. Uh, and he randomly saw the show and came up to me. It was like, why are you not on the West End in London? And I was like, because I live in Australia. Yeah. He's like, move to London. Like, you could easily get work on the West End. West End. And I was like, okay. And he said he'd help me, which he didn't. Lol. Oh. Fun. That's another story. <laughs> the other reason I moved to the UK was for my boyfriend, because um, I'd already met this choreographer and he said suggested I move to London. I'd already decided I needed to change because I was getting bored. Uh-huh. Then I met uh, Icky just on Telegram, just started chatting to him, as you do, because furries. Yeah. And uh, I think we actually we started RPing because we're trash. Um, and <laughs> we just never stopped talking. We just never stopped. It was ridiculous and then all of a sudden i was on discord to him every single day getting very little work done so that explains one of my quiet <laughs> periods on youtube yeah um, and all of that and i went yeah okay definitely need to move to the uk now i've got like potential work and a boyfriend over there let's go so uh, oh, a- we decided to do long distance for a little bit and then i moved over here to be with him that's a dream oh in scotland dream, though yeah. scotland was just yeah scotland was just while we were living in the uk we lived kind of near london uh-huh. uh sorry i know scotland's in the uk where we're living in england we live near london uh-huh. and we had a few friends from scotland and they were all lovely people so we were like okay the scottish are really cool and then we went up to a convention that was held in scotland called 
Wow, I really wish I knew the name of it. Scotiacon. Scotia. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if I could give them the proper shout out? Uh, yeah, Scotiacon. Yeah, Scotiacon. That's the one. Let me say it one more time. Scotiacon. Scotiacon. I'm not sponsored, nor do I have anything, any stake in their convention. But it was a good con. So hey, if you nice. do ever go to Scotland, I recommend it. Okay. Um, but yeah, we went up for that just to to check it out, just to go to a con, really. And I actually didn't have a great time at the con because I was incredibly tired. It was mm-hmm. no one, no one's fault but my own. I was just too tired for a convention. But I had a great time kind of exploring Scotland and seeing a bit of it. And I was like, oh, people keep telling me I should move here because it's cheap. And I actually really love it. <laughs> and now you're there. <laughs> and now I'm here. Yeah. So it clearly worked on me. And actually, it worked out perfectly because... Um, not only did we end up having a friend say, hey, like, you can come live with us until you find your own place, mm-hmm. uh, but also someone from the same household, another friend, also was buying a car in London. <laughs> so oh. they went down, bought the car, because they were buying it from a friend, and then just drove past our house and, and picked up all our stuff, and we just did, like, a road trip up to Scotland. So it was just, like, the perfect... It was just like, what? yeah, okay, I guess it's kind of meant to happen. Let's just do it then. Nice. I like, yeah, wow. I like how, yeah, you're really freaking adventurous. And how, are, <laughs> I think we're like the same age. Aren't you like 26, 20, 25? Yes. I'm 26. Yeah. I was born 94. So yeah, I think I was born 93. So I'm, I'm 27 and actually less than a month. 3rd oh, of October. Happy birthday. Nice. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank nice. you. <laughs> I keep thinking I'm 27 already for some reason. So I'll just finally be the age I've been in my head for about a year. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're almost 30, so might as well be 30. I know. Yeah. I know. You're going to be a gray it's muzzle. It's great because it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I On a separate note, yes. on a less furry note, what? I can't wait to actually go gray. Ooh. That's going to be sick because then it's going to be so easy to dye my hair blue. Oh, that's a freaking good point. Yeah, because you have to go blonde mm-hmm. first and, like, platinum, right, before you mm-hmm. go blue? Yeah, because I have, like, dark brown hair naturally. And also, I'll leave the sides gray, because gray and blue hair, well, I'll just be my Sona. Oh, that's like, freaking dope. I love uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The dream. The dream. Nice. Yeah, you're just going to evolve more into your Sona, you know. Literally. And I'm hoping I end up with more of a beard when I'm older, too. Mm. So, there's that. T- well, I'll be solid. I'm literally staring at my own Sona right now. Oh my god! <laughs> One of the tangents we went on that I didn't get to explain was how my Sona came about. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, yeah. You're high and you have a better memory okay. than me. <laughs> see, well, see, this is the problem. If I was sober, you wouldn't be saying that. You'd be like, "Wow, this guy's fucked." <laughs> no, it's okay. But what was the what was about your um, um, Sona? My Sona. So yeah, so I designed it for porn. With Big Beefy Dragon. Yeah. And that was it. And then I had a headshot that I drew for when I made a Facebook account. Because I was like, well, I can't have... No, no, no. I just cropped I cropped it. That's right. I cropped the, like, slightly risque, bulgy-ass picture. <laughs> and I just had that headshot. And it wasn't good art or anything. You should have just cropped and then... the bulge. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. You should just crop the bulge. Uh, just the bulge <laughs> yeah. as the Facebook picture. That would have gone well. And I think I commissioned one or two artists uh and uh, like just for like some safe for work pieces just to like mm. get a better idea of what my character looked like than what i could do because i was really terrible at art at the time i'm still not the best but i'm a shit ton better that's for sure mm-hmm. um so i had that and then that's where my influence on my character ended 
because after that, the next art I got was a gift from someone I complimented because uh, I found their Facebook page and I just sent them a message saying their art was lovely. And they drew me a headshot in like this Disney kind of style. Ooh, and it was awesome. Yeah. And I was like, sick. Like I, I still, one of my profile pictures on my furry Facebook account, like not my page, my account. That's actually yeah. like a thing you can friend. It's still one of the profile pictures on there. It's Did... it, the, the account's called blue Drachen, like dragon Drachen. in German. Oh, cool. And I've told, I've sent a fucking shopped ID into Facebook so they can never cancel it for having a, a <laughs> not real name. Nice. Do you, do you remember, did you ever have the days of, like, the early fandom where um, you judged people based on how cute their profile pic looked on LiveJournal or something? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why I changed it to the Disney one. Yeah, oh, okay. I was like, oh, this is way cuter than what I had. People are going to want to talk to me. This will be great. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. And then after that, it completely lost, like, it completely fell out of my hands what my Sona looked like because... After that, I started making YouTube videos mm-hmm. and then I started getting gift art, oh. but I didn't have a ref. Oh, okay. I just had this Disney headshot. Here's your ref. Yeah. Yeah. So they, I just send this headshot that was very stylized and then someone else would draw it in their style. And if they drew a body, they would just kind of draw whatever. And then when someone would like want to, they'd say, Hey, can I draw you? I'd be like, yeah, cool. I don't have a ref that like, that, that sounds really like complacent. Yeah, cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, cool. <laughs> but you I, can draw me. I don't have a ref, but here's this picture that I really like. And that's how the like you said before, the community kind of evolved it out of your hands, actually. Yeah, exactly. Because it would just kind of be like, like I would point out something that I liked. Like oh, I really like how they drew the the eyes in this one or something like that. And the next person would draw, it was like Chinese whispers, because then they'd keep the eyes, because I said the eyes were really nice, but then they'd add like this strange ear shape or something that I hadn't seen before. And I was like, ooh, I like that. So I'd be like, I like the eyes and the ear shape on this, but the rest the other person just made up. And then slowly I built all these pieces mm-hmm. onto my fursona until he became a big fluffy boy. Oh, good boy. <laughs> Except for the fact, oh, thanks. Except for the fact that I had to specifically make him fluffy myself no one else did that oof gotta have fluff i like fluff i'm biased because right? i'm yeah. a canine mammal but you know yeah scalies fluff with fluff good shit yeah yeah i i was not gonna pick like hard dry scales over <laughs> soft fluff i gotta like, apologize to my boyfriend because he is pure western dragon scaly not oh. floof but <laughs> i i very much love just saying <laughs> i mean i still appreciate the shit out of him but like <laughs> it's it's not fluff it's not uh, fluff. It's, uh, yeah, you need the chuffs. The chuffs and the fluffs. The chuffs and the fluffs, exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, thank you. Um, damn, I gotta, like, I'm getting hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'm lucky I ate before this. I know, I should have. I only had, like, a bowl of cereal and a coffee. Oh, I got oh, kind of jazzed, good. but I'm, yeah. <laughs> I love that expression, by the way. Jazz. It's such you like, a good one. Do you like jazz? I love jazz. Oh, yeah. Do you like I snake jazz? jazz? <laughs> do I, what is snake jazz? What? You lost me there. You know. I'm freaking Just done. I'm so sorry. Literally a snake making jazz music. Okay, yeah, no, I love snake jazz. <laughs> 
Well, um, this has been Tree Bark, guys. I was joined by the amazing Blue, and if you want to check him out, go follow his YouTube. I'll go link that. Go follow his Twitter. Um, support him on Patreon any way you can. Um, are there any other plugs that you like to make? Check out my Twitch. It's really terrible. <laughs> Is that at Blue slash Twitch or Blue Dragon? Um, it's oh, it, it, all the fucking names were taken by the time I finally got on there. So it's it's terrible because I have to spell it out. It's Blue Boy, but it's B L U B O I I I. Go it's check terrible. out Blue Boy. I hate it. <laughs> Hell yeah, Blue Boy. Boy, you got yeah, I love that. It has an inflection. Yeah, you gotta go all the way. You're very particular about that, because I also noticed your blue has the umlaut on it, so it's more blue. Oh, yeah. Blue. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it'd just be blah, but it's actually blue. Oh, good point. I like it. Yeah. It also looks like a smiley face. I was just going to say that. I was just... (laughs) Yeah. I am. I'm secretly 12 inside, so I like smiley faces. (laughs) I'm a little man baby. It's okay. Yeah, definitely. My sense of humor... And sometimes my sense of intelligence are both 12. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you making the time for this chat. And you're all the way around the world for me, but we still managed to get this done. And I really appreciate it. It couldn't happen without you. So you guys go check oh, out Blue so the Dragon on Twitch, Patreon, and all the social medias and on YouTube. Um, thank you for joining me today. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And a huge shout out to the Patreon supporters for September, the monthly Barkers, starting with Archon Inu, Artorius Nightwalker, Barky, Ben Campbell, Bryce, Damon, Damian Adams, Ella Ryra, Ferris, Florian Greywood, Hattie, Howler, Jack Scott, Jason, Jay Wolf, Knock82562, Lofi, Mercury, Michael Draws, Naruto Sonic, Ricks, Silent Warlock, The Pie Man 78, Tyler DeRozier, Wolfie Snuggles, and Yoru Pandawolf. You can find me on Twitter, NFA, at Shikokubo. If you'd like to help support the podcast and future projects, you can check out my Patreon, at Shikokubo. Love you all, and take care.